Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. So right now, it's about, I don't know, 225 degrees, seems like, here in Seymour. In the shade. In the shade. Uphill both ways, on the way to school. But by the time this comes out, which because David takes so long to edit these and do all the work, it will start having the notes of fall in the air. And hopefully it'll be cooling off some. But what that means to us here and what that should mean to you there is it's time to start winterizing your systems, getting things set up for the winter. We're going to talk about that real quick. I know we do this this podcast from time to time. Just giving you a heads up. I'll let you know. I mean, I know you've probably heard this before, but we're going to go through it again just to make sure that you've got some things in order. We're going to talk about a few other things here or there to put that hook in to try to get you interested and listen to the whole podcast. So, so stand by. So let's let's talk about David. The thing I want to start off with, and I, I hesitate to even say this because. Again, as we're recording, it's it's close to lunchtime, and I, I want to eventually get to go to lunch. But if I ask you about pond aeration, I, I won't. If you would see his eyes right now, they got big old pie plates. Because I don't know that we've even really talked about this before. What do we need to do seasonally to kind of to get ready with the, with the pond aeration? I know we've got our, our little fish tank out front that we tinker around with all the time. What are some of the things we need to start doing with our sun tax, with our diffusers, anything like that? We need to well, check right, out this. Well, time right of year. now, right now, the biggest deal is to make sure your system's working properly. We are getting very close in the next, depending on when this podcast comes out. I mean, <laughs> maybe when this thing comes out, we're getting very close for the semi-annual turnover to happen. And so, remember, which every, means what? That means that the pond is. Turning over. The water is turning over. The water that was on the bottom is going to come to the top. Because? Because that's what happens twice a year. It's to do with the thermocline. It's to do with cool water versus warm water. As the nights start to cool down and the water starts to cool, the water heat rises. And so what will happen is <laughs> you will have the pond, and it does it twice twice annually. Does it usually in the, in the spring? It usually does in the fall. And this is where fish kill happens because fish, there'll be a certain degree temperature. There'll be a certain place where oxygen and the fish are, if they're used to being up at a, at a higher level, right? So they're, they're acclimated to a higher level in the pond. As the water turns over, the water that was on the bottom usually is oxygen deprived. And all of a sudden now it's on the top and the fish is acclimated to the top. Now he has no oxygen to breathe. He can't pull that oxygen from the water, and so he will die. I mean, he will literally die. And let's face it, they're not the brightest no, they're animals not. They, in know. creation. And so they will, he will die. And same old thing will happen in the, in the fall of the year. In our, you know, and so that's what we're coming up on is the fall of the year. Happens in spring, happens in the fall. 
fall is usually worse because the thermocline has got greater and greater and greater throughout the, the summer. If you weren't running an aeration system all year round through this through this thing, I say all year round, if you weren't running one throughout the summer. So what do they need to do? What do we need to do uh, to get just, ready for that? Just make sure your system's up and, and producing oxygen at the, lo- at the lowest depths. You get those aerators into the lowest depths of the pond. So when this happens, when that water turns over, it will be oxygen rich as well. So now that we have oxygen that that is actually throughout the pond, it is going to be in the, so, all, all areas of the pond. It will be from the top to the bottom. And so no matter if it turns over or not, if that fish is not acclimated to go down to that depth, it won't matter because he still has oxygen to live at that. And he can progressively, as it gets colder, fish will progressively get deeper. They'll they'll try to seek out that warmer water deeper is what they will do. So, and you should do this across the board with all of your solar panels, but it sounds like the other thing you would want to do, particularly with your with your pond aeration, with your sun tack panels, yes. to make sure they're getting the optimal sun so yeah. that they're yeah. running. Yeah, so you'll want to they're running you know, as, in the summertime, as much as possible. You know, back in, in June and July, you may have had your panels almost flat. You know, they would have had just a, you know, maybe 10 degree angle on them. Whereas coming into the, the fall, you may go, well, matter of fact, in September in Missouri, you should be at about a 30, 38 degree angle, you know, and then as it comes later in, you know, October, by October, you're probably rolled over. It's already done, so you're going to start moving down. But you would just keep moving that thing down. So if you're going to use your, if you're going to continue to let your aeration run throughout the winter, which is not always needed, some people will do that though to keep holes on. Yeah, I know we do it here, kind of keep we, the ice we do at that. bay. Keeps the ice at bay, especially if they have ducks, geese, anything that's needing open water, any kind of animals drinking, anything of that nature. And in that case, what I would tell you, if you're doing that, instead of being out in the deepest part of the pond, you know, you're going to pull that in towards the bank because that's really where, you know, animals are going to be drinking. you got your best chance of keeping, like here, I mean, we have several inches of ice. Yes, and And you're going to get, the best chance is going to be keeping it off of the edges versus the, the edges are always going to be thinner than the the actual center is. Okay. So... Anything? Do the diffusers need to be cleaned? I mean, they they kind of self clean. Depend on what diffuser. The, remember, we changed this year. We went to the new diffuser this year in 2021. We went to our newer diffuser. It's a more of a disc diffuser. It's got a rubber membrane over the top. That's got micro holes in it that kind of swells up like a balloon. I mean, when you look at it, it kind of swells up like a balloon as it kind inflates. Of. That by itself, and then, basically it prevents itself from right. getting. And as the air comes out, it there again it inflates. And then it deflates at night when the when the sun tack turns off, and so what it's doing is usually going to keep a lot of that res that that residue off the you know. Whereas the, may look gross, but it's clean, right? Yeah. <laughs> for it's for still purposes be, of aerating, per, you know, for aerating, it's going to be fine. Whereas your because at night as it goes down, those little micro holes kind of seal themselves back up. Nothing can get into them and and penetrate them, and so. Versus the old rain diffuser that we used to use, which was a great diffuser, they just either needed to be cleaned yearly or replace. I mean, or you know, at certain points you just replace them. They actually fill with the actual sediment. So and the other thing I would would imagine you would agree with me on is open up your your box, make sure you don't have any yeah ants, creepy crawlies, yeah, creepy <laughs> living, crawlies. Uh, living in there. And, and if you're going to take your sun tack out of use, say hey I'm 
I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shut the pond down come October. I don't want geese on the pond, maybe. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't want anything. To, you know, I have no cattle or anything. And you're going to take this out of, because a pond doesn't need oxygen throughout the winter. It, that's not a, that's not a deal that happens throughout the winter in Missouri and North anyway. I won't say that it's going to happen in this, you know, deep South because there's a chance that you still need oxygen in the deep South. But in the North, you just don't really need it. So, and at that point, I would say disconnect your hoses away from the pump, take the sun tack. There you should just be four screws holding into your box anyway if it's not just laying in your box disconnected away from the solar panels you know there's nothing needed on the solar panels you don't need to put caps over the end of the solar panel leads or anything and then take those units back in somewhere that's that you can control the environment and not i don't care if it's heated and cooled but that creepy crawlies ants things of that nature for whatever reason ants seem to love little electronics and crawl up in it and try to kill motherboards and then what happens is, is when you reenact it, ants are in there with a nest. They've built a little nest across it, and now they've got two places, a positive and a negative, that shouldn't have been joined, and now they're joined because of that. Well, is there anything in there that's got a memory on it that can lose its? It can. It can lose its memory. You know, the way that we're designing them now, it's not going to really be an issue, though. The memory, the memory loss shouldn't be an issue anymore. So, uh, but if you've got the, an older unit, if you've got an older please, unit, right? You know, you might we, have to. Can we walk you through on the phone? Yeah, now? we can walk you through the phone. How to, to bring it back to the? And for the most part, it stores. I mean, it, it will store usually for about seven, eight months. You know, without okay. so it should be back in the iteration business by the time it would lose that debt. But if it happens to, just give us a call. We can we can walk you through it. Okay. And always remember on on our SunTac units, we're a thirty five dollar flat rate fee. You send it here, thirty-five dollars. I mean, it doesn't matter what we do to it. I mean, we could literally send you a brand new unit. I mean, it's not going to matter if that's what it takes. I mean, we're going to rebuild that unit back to one hundred percent off the shelf, ready type unit. So, if it's a warranty issue, it's not. Yeah. I mean, if you're using it to drive nails with, we yeah, right, right, yeah. We so, uh, yeah. I mean, that you know, there's going to be. But if it's just a, if it's just a simple. I was using it in my in my pond aeration system. Yeah. It's thirty five dollar flat. If it rate fails fee. in its normal right. use, we'll yeah. we'll take care of it. Yeah. So it's thirty five dollar <laughs> flat rate fee, no matter how old the unit is. And there again, we got some older units that don't even look some similarly close to what they are. Than, you know, so okay, so we've got. I mean, along with that, just like we we always talk about with solar panels, moving your your angles is it's a, time to start changing your angle. You need to make sure your angles are changed. Kind of goes along with the sun tack there. Clean them up. I mean, yep. you always always yep. want to clean them off, make sure they're they're ready for the, the cool weather when get some maximum production out of them. Wind turbines, we just did a video yeah. a month or two ago. We took our tower down, swapped the blades out on it. That's always something that we would stress with you. Most places, I would say there's a differential between summer and winter that right. your, your blades could... Yeah, and we're coming on there again by the time this comes out. I mean... You're probably coming on the time of the year that you need to probably get it, you know, get it down now type of deal versus waiting another month because then you're going to start being into wind season and finding that day to get it down. And me personally, I don't want to take it down if it's windy. I mean, for one, I'm losing energy. I mean, I just assume we keep it up there and keep producing energy. I'd rather take it down on a day that it's maybe not producing so much energy. I mean, even when we were out here is is waiting for the – 
magic moment to throw the brake on. Right, to, right. You're kind of sitting to... there. We're, we're watching our <laughs> anemometer, and then as soon as we get it down to a certain – and knowing the anemometer is a little bit delayed. You know what I mean? The blade tips have to slow down just a little bit after that fact. So we usually have a, a countdown system, basically, and it's it's countdown from seven. We count back from seven. By that time, the blade the blade tips should match the actual RPMs at that point. So anyway, so it's kind of time to – they're getting greasing things up, making sure those connections. And this isn't just, this is the time of year we're coming up on flooded lead acid batteries. Any bat, not just flooded lead acid, any battery that has, if you're hooked up to a lead post, right? If you're hooked up to the lead post, not hooked up to the, some batteries now have the bolt post. And that's not, and that is a little bit of an issue, but it's not as much as the lead. Because lead will expand and contract at a lot greater rate. So now we're coming out of this 225-degree days that we're having out here. She is as fat as she's going to get. Yeah, she's <laughs> swelled up. She's She is, and we're going to get ready to come to some cold times. And if you don't have these in a heated and cooled environment, that lead will shrink. And once it shrinks away, depending on what kind of washer system you had on there, it's very possible that all of a sudden that connection now is not as tight as it once was. So now it is just the time for the, I call it the annual push test. I mean, push on your connections. If they move, tighten them. Just tighten them up because we did have a, a customer about a year ago. He had had a system running for four years, never made a change to it, and goes out one day and it, his lead post on his battery is just melting into the, the actual top of the battery. Still working, but it was melting into the top. And, he, and so he calls and he didn't understand what was happening and couldn't figure it out. And, and so that's the first thing I had him go do. And sure enough, there were seven other terminals that had become loose to the point that he could freely move uh. the the cables on the post. And he said, when I put them on, I put them on with a torque wrench. I know they were down to what they, and just over time, that lead heating and contracting caused it to loosen up, you know. And it, unfortunately, he put it in at a hot time. And as it, you know, so it very well could have been loose for a long period of time, but it just got looser and looser over the years. Especially, you know, when you're using a, I call them spring washer, lock washer, as those flatten out, they don't always come back. And those things are, you know, depending on which ones they are, they don't always come back. And so that just causes it to get looser and looser over time. So, well, if you've got any other questions about, you know, your specific system, and if you've got any maintenance questions about what to do, give us a call. We'll be glad. Give us a call, shoot us an email. We'll be glad to send you some recommendations. Make sure you're you're ready for the seasonal change. I was just going to throw another G whiz here onto the end, a new product. I don't know that we've talked about that. Have we talked told folks about our our street light thing? No, we, got? we have not. So this is pretty cool. We we've tried several of them, and we've had two of them up here at the store now for probably about six or eight months. But it is a very very bright street light. It has a it's a basically all in one unit. Things probably what three or four feet long, about two feet wide. It can either be mounted on a post or you can just bolt it straight onto the side of a barn or something like that. It's a very, it's, a, it's been an excellent unit. Yeah. It's got an MPPT controller and I think there's Lithium lithiums battery. on it. Mm-hmm. It actually has a motion control. So the light, I mean, the light is a dust to dawn light, but it also cranks itself up right. if it detects some movement at all. So kind of improves itself there. So we've really, I mean, I think, I think the only thing that, that we'd complain about is it's 
pretty darn bright. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's, the birds it's a, here yeah, think that it's, it's yeah, it's that a, we've quit having yeah. night. Yeah, if you have chickens, yeah, I was say if you have chickens and you need some eggs, I mean, put a couple of these around. They'll never know it's <laughs> nighttime. So yeah, they're very very bright. They do have an on off switch that is actually on the unit. You cannot. Unless you have a ladder that you can access your yeah. unit very easily, you can't turn it on and off daily. And I've, I've, what is it? Do you do you know the price on it right offhand? Is I it, want to is say it, it's two. Is it two ninety nine? Two ninety nine, something like that. Two seventy nine, two ninety nine, something like that. Something in that, that in that price range. Uh, but. But this is a totally encapsulated, complete yeah. unit. Yeah, you by don't itself. need anything. It's got its own. I mean, it's got its own. I think it even. Hardware. I think it even comes with the bolts. I mean, uh, you yeah, just, it's, you need it's a, got everything. I mean, it's it's a complete unit. They're getting to be mounted right onto the side of a post pole, or mount or pole or. The side of a building. It's very, like Wes said, probably its only drawback is it's too bright. It's, it, no, it's bright. No, it's it not is. too bright. It's bright. <laughs> it, is, it is very bright. Very nice unit, though. But we've got them. We've got them here in stock. We can ship them out. In, yep. You know, a couple days. So check it out on our website. Anything else we need to? Nope. Okay. And as always, if you're interested in thing we talked about here, we've got two day workshops that we you can check out. Windandsolar.com. Look on the workshop tab. And see when our upcoming workshops are, two-day workshops taught here by David. We'd love to have you come and visit with us. So thanks for checking out the podcast. Keep tuning in, and we'll, we'll keep bringing you more podcasts. Thanks a lot. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.